0: I'm Carrie,
1: And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast.
0: Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. So, sorry if I sound weird. She's sick. <laughs> I have the vid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was wondering if you'd even want to record, because I was like, well, she's got COVID, I don't know. Well,
0: and I have to edit this week the long podcast, so I was like, I better just go ahead and record it so we can be done and move on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, so, we'll see how long this is because, well, yeah, we'll just see. Yep. Okay.
0: So the first movie, we're here with the review episode, and the first movie we're going to talk about is A Tale of Two Christmases, which follows this lady who <laughs> <laughs> has these two lives. She gets to live two Christmases simultaneously and one, she goes home with her family and this guy that she had a crush on in high school. And the other, she gets to stay in the city with the guy she has a crush on in the office and figure out which one is the life she wants to live. Yeah. I, the only person I know that was in this was Chandler Massey. <laughs> I don't know what the girl's name is.
1: Sorry. It's Kat Burrell. Ah, oh, thanks. And Aaron Roderick, who was from Autumn in the City, Evan. He was the other guy. Evan. Evan. I knew it was like something with a vowel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what did you give it for setting?
0: I gave it a three. I thought the lodge was pretty cool, but that's the only thing I really remember.
1: (laughs) Yes, that is what I gave it to. I will. I was going to point out that I suppose the setting did a good job of marking the separate lives. Like at home it was all cozy and warm and you just wanted to be there and then in the city at the her potential crush's apartment it was cold and gray and dreary so that is very guess true the, the setting did help set up that aspect which it's supposed to do but it I still agree. wants a three <laughs>
0: I what's funny is I was actually going to make a similar comment on style, which I guess we can go ahead and move to because I don't think we have anything else to say about setting. Um, Yeah. But uh, they did this thing where she gets a candy cane stuck in her hair by a little girl and she chops her hair off. And I thought that that was smart (laughs) because it did help easily choose between which one was which. You know what I'm saying? You could very easily identify what world you were in
1: yeah but
0: i thought it i have thoughts about it on storyline but i gave the style of four mostly oh. because i did like i liked the way that she looked a lot i mean not with the the cut hair situation kind of thing but i thought all of her dresses in the city were nice her outfits for work her coat was really pretty you know I, I marked it up a little bit, and i was I marked it up a little bit because I did feel like cutting the hair actually really did help this uh, the, the storyline follow it, so yeah,
1: so I also gave it a three. I just I mean, they always follow the same thing for these types of movies where they have the two split stories. They always have to have the girl. Something happens where she has to cut her hair and something happens where she loses all her regular clothes and then she has to go back to, you know, normal, everyday people clothes. Because that's always the breakdown. It's like, oh, your fancy, you know, city stuff doesn't fit in here. I miss how you used to dress. And then we get them back in jeans and whatever. And I just wish we could have... Why does a person have to change what they like to wear and how they like to wear their hair in order to show these different lives they could potentially have? Can't she fall in love with high school crush and still love her designer jackets?
0: Well, I felt like it was, I mean, in generic discussion of talking, I feel like it was more like it's more of a thing that's like maybe the person that they're portraying themselves as in the city life is not really who they are. And they actually are more comfortable in that. I didn't feel like this was a whole thing here. I mean, she had the sweater she was wearing um, because her, was this the one where she was wearing it? Cause their grandma, I, mm-hmm. I can't keep the movies together. The, the movie straight. I watched a lot of Christmas movies this weekend while I was sick. So she was wearing the Christmas sweater cause her grandma had made it. And she felt like she needed to, You know, that's a a little different. And then the mom wanted her to wear the elf outfit, but I didn't feel like maybe I missed it. (laughs) I didn't feel like that was like a huge thing of like, oh. I mean, she did sit on a piece of pizza and didn't notice it with a white coat on. That was kind of strange.
1: I mean, I thought it was your typical. I didn't think it was different. Like, oh, grandma made you a sweater. Now you got to wear it. All these movies, grandma makes you a sweater and they have to wear it. Like there's always some reason why they can't wear something they would normally wear. I don't know. It just bugs me. But I know this is all just, you know, caveat. I hate these storylines. I just hate these storylines. So Okay. I have a question. It's always gonna bother me.
0: The storylines. I can't think of another movie that did this. What other movie has done this where they're two parallel things happening other than like the sister swap ones or something like that where the twins switch places but like i can't think of any other movies and you you're saying this like it happens all the time and i can't think of one and i need you to help me
1: <laughs> well, now i'm on the spot and i feel like i can't think of anything so What about <laughs> okay on next stop christmas did she have two potential love interests she did
0: have two potential love interests but they were not, ironically, also with Chandler Massey. But there was not two s- but there were two different lines. things she could
1: have done, right?
0: She, yeah, but she went to the past and just lived the one past Christmas over again, which made her change her mind about... She changed the
1: past that affected the future. Yeah, but it's a similar idea and then of like t- changing your life and having how things could go in different paths. And then Love Strikes Twice, that was the same idea too. Right? Where she could change things. In I the guess past. I feel like
0: this one is different because it was two concurrent storylines.
1: No, it felt the same to me.
0: Like and and I don't think that this helped it in its in its favor. Like I gave the storyline a 2. Um so did I, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the worst movie I've seen this season, so there is that. But I didn't think it was great, and I didn't love the two concurrent storylines. I didn't love how they ended it, and they wrapped it up with her just being like, oh, that was a dream. Oh, I know what I want now. <laughs> um, well, but she was actually living the city one, but not, but dreaming about the, the home one, I guess, is what happened.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: don't know. I thought that was really weird. But I did think it was... I felt like it was kind of unique in that the two were playing out at the same time. But I didn't like the way that they did it either.
1: <laughs> it was mm-hmm. a lot. I feel like I've seen non-Hallmark movies play out at the same time. But I couldn't give you the names. I just... Okay. But you were just me. thinking...
0: See, and I was getting stuck on this idea of the two storylines playing at the same time. You're just meaning... You know, like somebody's made these choices, and now they get to go back and they get to make a Change different decision. Yeah, mm-hmm. decide. Yeah, okay. I can see that. I can see that. Um, I, I do have a question for you. Okay. Did
1: you feel like the first thirty minutes were kind of crazy? No, I like you messaged that, and then you posted it, and I was expecting something, and then I watched it, and I was like, "What is Carrie talking about?" This is normal, typical two paths. Diverging stuff. (laughs) No, it was all. I was at the point where she
0: goes to the airport and she sits on the pizza, and the little girl puts her candy cane in her hair, and it's like this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing all happened. It felt like, to me, it felt like one of those movies where they're trying to get home for the holidays and like all the things happen to make something Mm. happen. That's how it felt to me. And I, and I, and I, put the poll up because it felt very crazy after that point like once she get once they actually start the two different storylines very clearly i was like okay this has calmed down a lot more but i thought that the beginning was kind of like a
1: a roller coaster (laughs) no i felt it was normal hallmark hijinks i didn't feel like it was like a ton of different stuff okay maybe it was just me (laughs) so we already said our storyline was two. I only wrote two notes about it. And there one's positive and one's a negative. So a positive is that I did like their fight towards the end where – because she's always harping on him about changing who he is for his girlfriends or girls that he likes or something. And then he was saying like how she's changing who she is and she's trying to be a fancier version of herself. And he's like, who are you doing this for? And so I really liked that fight. I thought it was well-written. So that's the positive. <laughs> the <laughs> negative, this movie had Santa magic, but it did not feel magical to me.
0: I can see that. There wasn't anything that was like, ooh, this is very clearly like, I think of, um, actually somebody just commented on this on our Instagram, um, that just in time for Christmas one with Eloise Mumford. Mm-hmm. Where she gets on the sleigh ride with the guy who is like Santa and he gives her a ride and she yeah. magically ends up in the past. Um, you know, or you know, there was no none of that kind of a thing for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, agree.
1: I mean he popped up every once in a while, but she wasn't having a lot of full on conversations with him. But even then it it was it didn't feel the movie didn't feel magical because of this one magical element. I agree with that. Okay. And then can we do stars? Yeah. I gave it a three. Chandler is the sweetest. I love Chandler. I loved his character. I just, you know, and Kat was fine. I I mean, everybody was fine, but I just gave it a three.
0: I gave it a three also. And I think I gave it a three. I agree. I, you know, I really do like Chandler a lot. I think he always as good at well executing things like Mm -hmm. um i did also feel like this was kind of like next stop christmas not as well done though because in that movie he was also the best friend left left it you know at home Mm -hmm. and definitely christmas magic in that movie but i just felt like I, I would like to see her in something else. I can't think of anything else that she's been in. I think I liked her well enough. Yeah. And I liked him. And I liked some of the other pair. Like, her parents were kind of funny. The way they were always trying to, like, make her, like, realize that Chandler's character is the one for her. And the the aunt that was crazy, she was, that was a good lighthearted part of the movie that I felt like it needed. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, but it was kind of random, but... Nothing was amazing. No. I I didn't dislike the people. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Cat again in something either. So... But I just didn't feel, I guess, maybe the chemistry? Maybe that's it. That's why it's a three. Okay. And then Christmas, I gave it a two.
0: Oh, I gave it a three. I thought there was lots of Christmassy kinds of things. I mean, it was not the Christmas magic. I know that's kind of your thing this season, which is... Sure
1: family feels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I mean, it was fine for me, but it wasn't amazing. Yeah, and so it's a nonsense for me. It's definitely a nonsense for me, too. I will not watch this again,
1: unfortunately, for them. No. Because
0: I do like, I, I think mean, I like them.
1: I will say, like I said, I don't like these storylines. but also when I watched this, I had a headache. So... Oh, well, there's that. Maybe but that I don't, was
0: coloring. I don't think that too. would help very much either, though. Like, I, you not having a headache, I don't think was going to help your scores very much. No, probably not. It wasn't well executed enough for it to, to like, overcome your not
1: bad expectations, right? No. So And it's not like I could lose myself in it and get happy endorphins to get rid of my headache. That didn't happen. So that's a strike against it, too. (laughs) Well, that's a bummer. I know. All right. Moving on. So next up, we have... So that was actually the voters' pick. I don't think we said that. (laughs) Everybody voted for that one. They did. So now we're on to Carrie's pick, which was a Christmas cookie catastrophe. It has Rachel Boston and Victor Webster. And Annie faces her first obstacles as CEO when her grandma's secret recipe is stolen from the cookie company. So she teams up with Victor's character to recreate the beloved recipe. Setting, I gave it a four because I liked the use of props and like scenes to investigate. Like we were falling over stuff. We were trashing things. We were looking for clues. So I kind of bumped it up for that.
0: I thought you were going to bump it up because you liked the Cooper's thing,
1: um, like the the building and stuff like that. But I do agree. Well, I did like the big old staircase in there. That was pretty. Yeah.
0: Um, I gave it a four. I could have potentially given it more because I actually did really like aesthetically the way that this set looked in the small town and how everything was like really kind of close to each other and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But... The wallpaper in Bella's bakery. I don't even remember the wallpaper. It was wrapping paper. Oh, you really? could see it. It
1: wasn't even flat on the wall. Oh. Like they did. That's a lights camera Christmas turnover <laughs> scene. Uh, yeah, it is.
0: I was so disappointed in Bella's bakery. I. I mean, I know that it's supposed to be he doesn't have a ton of money, so maybe that's kind of the look that they were going for. But even if he doesn't have a ton of money to make the back look amazing, you would think he'd put effort into making the front look amazing, especially since he obviously has good enough design sense to have the nice house
1: that he has. (laughs) Maybe his wife or yeah. His wife at the time had decorated it. Definitely could be. I mean,
0: maybe that's what it is.
1: But I was very disappointed. It's only
0: been three years. Yeah.
1: He's putting all his money back into dead ovens and baking cookies.
0: He doesn't have
1: any interior design budget. Well, I mean, don't use
0: wrapping paper. That's my non-interior design
1: Comment? (laughs) Opinion, yeah. Okay uh okay and then style I gave it a three because nothing really stood out to me and I didn't really like Rachel wore like one nice dress towards the beginning of the movie but I thought it looked too big on her so there's that
0: I gave it a four I you know who I really liked the style aesthetic of who the assistant
1: oh yeah I did like her
0: she was really, really cute. Now, not that Ra- Rachel, I thought looked fine, like good the whole time. She was definitely playing. They definitely designed her for that, like corporate mm-hmm. look, um, you know. And I, I mean, Victor Webster always looks great to me. So <laughs> I, I put it up to four. It wasn't am- the most amazing, but
1: it was I thought pretty good still. Okay. I mean, they looked fine, and then storyline. I gave it a four. Okay, me too. Yay! That's where all my notes are mostly from. Um,
0: okay, I don't have any notes, but I know I have comments based upon your notes. So,
1: <laughs> okay, good. First off, I think we love the like '80s commercial opening, like so nostalgic and very different opening for the movies because we know they don't always put the most effort.
0: Into the opening sequence? <laughs> no, I agree. And this is another one on the same night that had a great opening sequence. I will also say her saying, don't you want a tookie? Or however she said it. I don't know <laughs> what the statement was. But she called a cookie
1: a tookie. <laughs> oh, I did not even catch that.
0: I was, well, I probably did because I um, I was in speech therapy from when I was two until I was 14. So oh, wow, I literally said all the letters wrong like, when I was probably her age in that video. So, like, it's endearing to me to see it. I just, I love seeing stuff like that. I thought it was really cute, so.
1: I mean, Rachel overall was just really cute. She had all these cute little dances and, like, quirky little moves. I'm just like, oh, Rachel.
0: No, it was really cute, really funny. I felt like it all... There was the mystery aspect, you know, which we kind of talked mm-hmm. about in the Royal Nanny. That I do think was fun in this one. They also had, I could say this, <laughs> for stars. Also, um, the the lady at the very beginning, Miriam. Um, I was calling her Umbridge because she
1: reminded me of Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. <laughs> I, I figured that's where you were going with that, because you, because you know, I texted Carrie. Because I pretty much knew who had stolen the recipe from, like, five minutes in. Um, (laughs) Yep, you knew who stole it and the reason. (laughs) Yeah, and the reason. And I told Carrie, and Carrie was, like, she mentioned Umbridge. And then for a second, I was like, did I miss that that lady's name is actually Umbridge? Or is she doing a Harry Potter reference? Because that lady really does resemble her. (laughs) And I figured it (laughs) was a Harry Potter thing.
0: It was definitely a Harry (laughs) Potter thing. But then you knew, like... I felt like from the beginning, there, like, I think 15 minutes in, my mom and I were texting because um, COVID has been going around, so she was watching upstairs and I was watching downstairs. So we were texting about it, and the three people we were considering for having done this was the guy that was the mouse at the party, um, who also fixes the machines and is a contractor Mm -hmm. at the cookie place, Umbridge, who... (laughs) Obviously was mean and I felt like was a key indicator that it was not her because that was like a very clear red herring to me. And then Mm -hmm. the old guy.
1: Yeah. Who was it? Spoiler. Who done it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just really thought it was so funny like when they thought it was a former employee trying to exact revenge and they had a little sting operation going on. So funny how that went down. And then searching Umbridge's office for clues. <laughs> and the one guy's like ransacking the place. And Rachel's like, what are you doing? <laughs> we're not ransacking the office. We're just searching it. And then the lights, like the Christmas tree lights up. And there's Umbridge lady seeing her. And I feel like a lot of people <laughs> from outside could see too. Because the window was wide open.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, they didn't even like close the door the windows the shades or the blinds yeah like, okay
1: guys <laughs> they're not very sneaky but it it was so funny and so I liked the funny parts but then there are also serious parts I really liked so when Rachel was over at Victor's and she was all sad and he was like He said he was going to make cookies for her. And he was like, what kind of cookies do you want? And she's like, it's late. You can't do this. And he's like, trust me, this is going to put a smile on your face. And we know that when he bakes cookies for someone, it's like his way of showing love, kind of, because he mentions that earlier in the movie. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he baked cookies for her. And then he made the banana bread for her. And I was like, oh.
0: Yeah, uh, there were lots of very sweet parts. I really thought one part that was like really endearing, I'd completely forgotten that I had written these notes down (laughs) until you just said this. But um, when she reaches over and it touches his hand and he like like, removes his hand and she's like, it sounds stupid, but I just wanted to hold your hand more than I've wanted anything in a really long time. How pathetic Mm -hmm. is that? And then she like walks off and I was like, I honestly feel like in these movies, like, the handhold is kind of ignored, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, how sweet it can be to, like, hold hands for the first time. Like, they don't uh, hardly ever do that. There was another movie this season, I can't remember which one it is, where they held hands, and I was like, oh my gosh, they're holding hands. Um, Yeah. And I just feel like it's so not, like... Like, paid attention to, and then they wrote it in, and they wrote in a whole handhold turn down, not like a kiss turn down. So, mm-hmm. I thought that was really sweet, and I thought it was like very relatable. You know, the her being like, How pathetic is that? And I like her actually saying it, like mm-hmm. saying I wanted that more than anything. I was like, Oh,
1: yeah, and I wrote was, that part down too.
0: <laughs> and then he was at the end where he wants to hold her hand. He said, he, I know. Oh. He asks to hold her hand.
1: I got teary. I
0: it was so sweet.
1: <laughs> it really was. I'm like, oh my gosh, Victor. Uh, they were just so good together. I mean, this is why I gave the stars aspect a five.
0: Me too. I also gave it a five. And I felt like the whole cast was really great. They were all in on the hijinks. And mm. it. the daughter was so funny with her wanting to be involved with like the, the mystery part of it. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really books that she loved sounded really interesting. I know. I was like, (laughs) why aren't these, um, why aren't these Hallmark movies?
1: (laughs) I know. They sound like they should be.
0: But then Uh, don't don't you remember you were talking about like, they don't do books that are Christmas mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. That's true.
1: Well, back when they used to do books, (laughs) way to rub that in again carrie (laughs) (laughs) sorry uh and then christmas i gave it a four me too yeah i felt christmas feels but it was more funny
0: to me like it wasn't as like there wasn't necessarily the christmas magic aspect but it was fun and it was you know there was a lot of christmas things i think it was definitely great christmas feelings but it wasn't like a over it was high like. and feels, yeah. Yes, and um, I forgot one thing. Now that I've actually looked at my phone to see what I wrote down, <laughs> um, for set, I actually wrote there were so many lights in the backdrop of the s'mores scene. Oh,
1: do you remember I know talking about? Yeah, Those trees, I didn't think it was more than any normal scene.
0: <laughs> they looked so bright to me, and I think it's because I sent you this picture. So somebody that I know on Facebook posted this tree lighting ceremony and literally the tree looks like it's on fire in the background and always in these hallmark movies they like the tree lighting is so disappointing it's like ta-da and everybody's like ooh, but it's like guys that's not even that amazing like (laughs) so I think that's the reason why is it made me think of that photo with the tree lighting and it was like
1: you know I just felt like there was a lot of them but I really liked it so you're like everything's a flame yeah yeah (laughs) I like their special night. And then this movie was a love for me. Me too. As we expected. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> All right. So next up is a holiday spectacular. And this follows a girl who is in the, te- well, the the grandmother is telling the granddaughter who's trying out for a ball- place in the ballet, in the Nutcracker, I think. And she says that she, um... She used to be a Rocket, and they're at Radio City Music Hall, and so she goes to tell her the story about how she became who she is, and it follows in the 1950s, a girl who comes from money and is expected to just get married, and she decides she's going to try out for the Rockettes, thinking she won't make it, and then she ends up making it, and how she lies to her parents and goes to New York to be part of the Rockettes. Yep. And it's starring. Hold on, I got it. I got. I got. I got. I got it this time. <laughs> Jenna Claire Mason, Derek Clenna, Eve Plum, and, and and Margaret, and obviously the Radio City
1: Rockets. And so. this was the movie that we talked to the writer Julie Sherman Wolf about. Yep, I saw her name pop up on the screen, and I was like, Oh my gosh, we talked to Julie. <laughs> we know her. <laughs> we know yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> So I didn't write any notes because I was just too busy watching, but I can come up with stuff. So for setting, I am obviously going to give this a five because her mansion in Philadelphia was huge and gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had Radio City Music Hall, New York. We had the whole 50s decor going on. So I just can't not give it a five.
0: Well, and I felt like they did it really great, like the retro feel of it and, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things. I, I I, also gave it a five. I think this was beautifully set. So can't yes. go wrong with
1: any of these things. Mm-mm. And then style, I also gave it a five because, again, we had great period costuming. Now, I'm not an expert, so somebody will probably be like, they didn't have these zippers or whatever back then. but. I didn't notice care. any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I just noticed that it looks like it fits the period, which these did. And like the Rockette costumes were really pretty. I liked the gold dresses. I liked her. It was like a, I don't think she wore it for Christmas because Christmas was like the end of the shows, but she had the skirt that had poinsettias on it, mm-hmm. like embroidered. It was very pretty.
0: Well, and I also loved the references back to like, oh, I don't wear pants out in public. Or her mom Mm -hmm. being like, is she wearing pants? You know, because uh, it makes me think of like um, Mary Tyler Moore, which I love the Mary Tyler Moore show. It's one of my all-time favorite television shows. And she was actually the first woman to wear pants on television. (laughs) And so it was just kind of fun to see that reference and have that like be like discussed or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. so I also gave the style a five. I think it was, there were so many great things. And then I felt like her clothes were really fun, especially her rich person clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, were really fun and unique and like, and her friend was like, oh, can I, I do have a question. Can I borrow that red coat now that I know that it's designer? <laughs>
1: So that makes all the difference. You couldn't have cared less about that coat beforehand, but now, you know, as a designer, you're like, I got to wear it. (laughs) I got to have it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. And then storyline. I'm also giving it a five. Okay. So it's hard for me to rate this because I will say that this movie feels different than regular Hallmark movies. Uh-huh. It feels like a Hallmark Hall of Fame movie, which are their own, like, breed of Hallmark. And so it was hard for me to rate, but I'm giving it a five because I feel like we s- fanned a lot of time. We went through a lot of stuff. It was told well. It actually felt long. Like, it felt like a legit movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh but not in a bad way of being long. Like I was still interested in watching it. We just had to go through a lot of like stages of her growth, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: No, I agree. And I mean, I was kind of torn. I was torn between a five and a four and mostly it's because I don't know. I feel like all these movies are, this was exa- ex expect exceptionally this way. Because of the time period that it was written in, though, um, about like, oh, you're marrying people you have to marry or you're expected to marry or, you know, whatever, and kind of doing your own thing. I like those stories. It was very strong for me, though. And I don't know. I just feel like I've known people who come from other cultures and they get arranged marriages and stuff like that. And they're really, 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 really super happy. Obviously, the character in this movie was not going to end up probably super happy with that guy, but mm-hmm. that it can happen. And I feel like sometimes w- we try to force, um, what we think is right on, on things, you know, when other ways of living, like other cultures do things differently or whatnot. And it does actually work out a lot of the time not always but a lot of the time so that was my only thing
1: that's that's a valid point I just this wasn't her story or her culture
0: no I agree but I do think that people in the 50s there were a lot of people who got married because they felt like you know they, they were expected to marry a certain person and could have been really happy in those relationships or probably were really happy in those relationships. It's not like every person who got married because they had to ended up unhappy or wishing they had been with someone else. Well, yeah. So that was my only caveat, but I still think it was what it was and what it, what the story was. I think it was really, I think Julie did a really great job. There were a lot of really funny parts that I felt her comedic side was really coming out. If you haven't listened to the, the, the podcast that we did the interview with her on, Um, I think you could definitely see that happening throughout the movie. And it was really, it was really fun and really well-written. I felt like, so it was really enjoyable.
1: I agree. And I just, I love Derek Klenna. This was like the first thing I've really seen him in. And me too. He only sang like one line of a song, but he's like a Broadway star played Dimitri and Anastasia. Like, come on. And I really want to see him on Broadway. Now this is like an, Okay, it's not quite Aaron Tveit level, like One Royal Holiday, but I need to see Derek in another Hallmark movie where he sings, because he almost stole the whole movie for me. I just, I really liked him a lot. And then I really liked Alice, the group advisor, mentor lady. Uh-huh. Like the RA for the yeah. newbies? Yeah, that's what I wanted yeah. to say, but I was like, she wasn't a, an RA. What did she call herself? I feel like
0: that is what she called herself. Is that I not what she called? said? Re- she said something resident? advisor. I didn't
1: think she said I, resident
0: though. Oh. I don't know, but that's basically what she was. It's the same thing. Just not at a college. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I liked her storyline of like dealing with like adjusting to knowing that you're not going to be able to do what you want to do forever. Mm-hmm. And how they found her a place that really fit fit what she so she could continue doing what she loves but not have to hurt her body so I really loved that that was really sweet
1: yeah I appreciated that too uh I was gonna mention so I don't know a lot about Rockettes but they kept saying how she really only had to be there for one month and then they were done that was the season i like, maybe that's how it's always been, but I, was like, thought Rockettes were year-round or something. Well, but Christmas I don't know. was their big season.
0: I don't know either, but maybe it's that they started out only at Christmas, and now you can kind of go see them year-round. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Look, now you make me want to look it up.
1: Because I was just so interested because she was like, oh, I'm just going to go to New York for a month and or, like, six weeks or whatever it was. And then I'll just be home and I'll be done. And I was like, whoa, that's it? Like, isn't this your job? So, yeah, I agree, though. I was thinking they would be there all the time.
0: Um, Yeah, like it was a full-time job,
1: not this contractual thing.
0: Maybe it was only for a Christmas Spectacular and every time that you, they did a new thing. Like, Mm -hmm. so they do a Christmas Spectacular in December, but then in January, you have to, like, re-up and re-audition, maybe, or something like that. Or they figure out who's going to stay on for the next whatever they're going to do. And then they fill the audition for the open roles that are available.
1: Hmm. Maybe. Because it made
0: it seem like she was going to live continue to live there af- at the end of the movie. Yeah, but then
1: she, she was talking about finding another job. That afterwards. is true. So, anyway, moving on to stars, <laughs> I give this. Hmm, this is a hard one to rate because I didn't really know anyone. Like, obviously, I recognize the names of like Eve Plum and Anne Margaret, but I'm gonna give it a four. I gave it a five. Maybe I should have given it a five.
0: I love Eve Plum, and I <sighs> thought Jenna Claire and what was his name Derek. Yeah, Derek. Okay, Uh, I really loved them, and I actually loved all the girls. I thought the girl that played the roommate, Sophia, she was or Sophie, Mm -hmm. whatever her name was, was Sophia. Yeah, she was great, and with her like Italian kind of, you could hear it in her accent, and Mm -hmm. and then the friend, the other newbie that was kind of like standoffish the whole time, um, Janet. Yep, and the and the woman who ran the 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 boarding house or whatever it was i Mm -hmm. i thought the whole thing was great i will say the only caveat and i guess this could go into storyline the only thing that i wish that they had written was at the very end of the movie so the whole story is Anne margaret telling the granddaughter what's how she got where she was right Mm -hmm. and how she had to fight against her parents to be able to do what she wanted to do and almost lost her relationship with her parents and all that stuff and whatnot and how she found love along the way. But then at the end, the husband comes and finds them on stage and he's like, Oh, I should have known I would have found you. And they kiss there on stage where they kissed after the show um, in the 1950s when they decided to be together and it was very sweet but I kind of wish the whole family would have been there I would have liked to have seen like kids or something like that I feel like um not just just the granddaughter and them that's the only caveat and I mean it's not that big of a deal it's not like it's a it's a movie breaker or anything but I just would have liked to have seen that
1: oh it didn't bother me that we didn't see kids or anything I like to just see him and her still together after all these years and that parallel i thought that was it gave me very much
0: the notebook vibes though i'm not gonna lie
1: yeah as far as meeting young falling in love and then being together old yeah well i meant their kiss at the end
0: like and them being together and having gone straight from their kiss when they first got together to their kiss then at the end kind of just made me think of like the The moment where she has. She remembers him. And they're dancing. Um, And he's like stay with me. Don't leave me yet. And I was just like. "Oh, At least they still have their memories.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They were very cute. They were very cute. I had to do some math to figure out how old they would be. Because I was like. You know we're at 2022. And this was in 1958. That was. A while ago. Yeah. 60 years. Yeah. And then Christmas. Oh, this is a hard one, too, because I don't actually feel like it was very Christmassy. I agree. So I'm going to give it a two. Oh, my goodness. I would not go like that. <laughs> I, was, I, I almost said three. Somewhere in a two and a three range. I actually went up
0: for Christmas to the four I oh. didn't get wouldn't give it a five um which is why what I was saying when like I was agreeing with you whenever it was not very super Christmassy <laughs> not low <laughs> it's not you know yeah I was thinking it's definitely not a five but I did I don't know I just I just really enjoyed it and I guess the fact that it's the the Christmas Spectacular show and it all that stuff. I, I don't know. I just gave it a four. So
1: that, I mean. I mean, I can go with a three. But. Okay, yay. Yeah. I, you're
0: usually talking me into other scores. So it's I can excellent go a to three. be talking you into them. Okay. Yeah. And
1: it's still a love. Definitely liked a it. love. Yeah. yeah it's still a good movie.
0: All right. But now my, we have to. My mom really enjoyed Jenna Claire. She text messaged me. I really like her. And I was like, me too. Oh. Hopefully we'll see her in more <laughs> stuff. So.
1: Hopefully we see Derek. Um. Now we have to rank these three movies, and I'm not sure. Okay. I know what I'm going to do. So number one is A Christmas Cookie Catastrophe. I think I would put A Holiday Spectacular first. Okay. Holiday Spectacular is second for me. Mine would be The Cookie Catastrophe one. And then A Tale of Two Christmases. However, we also watched a couple of other movies. Uh-huh. that we're not going to mention on here or at well, least we're not going to review otherwise. on here yeah but watch hashtag x miss i would put that above two tails and me too i would have it tied with a christmas cookie catastrophe okay which i guess means S- i ma- liked it better than a holiday spectacular um have you watched haul out the holly yet no i haven't watched that one yet okay so i watched a lot of movies. <laughs> And then I watched 12 Days of Christmas Eve. I know you watched that one. Did you watch My Southern
0: Family Christmas? Nope. Okay. Where would 12 Days of Christmas Eve, that was the one with Kelsey Grammer, on Lifetime, where would that go? That
1: one would go above A Tale of Two Christmases, but after A Holiday Spectacular.
0: Okay. So my list that I made was, I think Call Out the Holly is number one for the week for me. Okay. Um, It was very, very funny. And very very Christmassy. <laughs> um, and then a holiday spectacular. Then a cookie Christmas cookie catastrophe. Then I would probably put the GAC Danica McKellar one Christmas at the drive-in. Oh, I okay. love Neil in this movie. I love him in this movie. So, um, that I think falls in there. And then hashtag Xmas. And then time for him to come home for Christmas. 12 Days Mm -hmm. of Christmas Eve, which, by the way, has a throw-up scene, which is such a disappointment. At least you could tell it was coming in this one. It was brief.
1: It was brief.
0: (laughs) Uh, They kept showing it on his shirt, so you couldn't even look up. It was absurd. (laughs) I hate that stuff. I really don't like it. Okay. Um, Then I'd put My Southern Family Christmas and then A Tale of Two Christmases. So that's my ranking for all the movies that I watched this weekend. Wow.
1: You watched so many.
0: Well, I mean, I was sitting at home, sick by myself,
1: not able to do anything else. This is true. This is true. I might watch a Christmas spark today, and then we'll see where I feel fall on that. All right, I'm even gonna watch that one. We'll see. (laughs) I saw your your uh, hero. I don't know why I said hero, but whoever the one you like, Tony Braxton, she did a little preview. She's like my movie. I executive produced it. I was like, oh, Carrie. Do
0: love Tony Braxton, you know Gladys Knight actually also executive produced the one that she's in on GAC also New Orleans Noelle oh
1: oh you're talking about Gladys, that's Patty LaBelle. Patty yeah 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 but I'm sure Patty so. actually probably is an executive producer on hers too <laughs> probably is it wouldn't surprise me uh, okay is that all for now I think that's it okay cool, cool. well yes. I will. Stay tuned <laughs> I was going to our- say, you want to
0: wind us down? I, but that And then I was like, I don't think that makes sense.
1: <laughs> Stay tuned for our next episode, which is a preview episode of the next round of holiday premieres. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to us and on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a rating, that would be great because it helps other people find us. Uh, We're most active on Instagram, but we also have Facebook, so go follow us at Love and Nonsense Podcast. We do fun polls, and you can vote on the third movie that we review during Christmas time, so that's always fun. And I think that wraps it up, Carrie. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye, guys.